When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kind of Funny Screencast special WWE WrestleMania ranked. I'm Greg. That's Tim. That's Mike. That's Acknowledge Amanda from TikTok. And on our way to the granddaddy of them all, we've invited a member of the wrestling world to pick a WrestleMania match each and every week for 10 weeks for us to review and rank before we get to Philadelphia in April. If you love what we do, please support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, watch us record them live, and get my daily exclusive Greg Wave vlog. You can get the Kind of Funny screencast for free with ads and without the exclusive content on YouTube and podcast services around the globe of course thank you to our patreon producers james hastings casey andrew nathan lamoff before we even get into the show though a brand new show timothy yeah a brand new wwe show limited run 10 weeks are you excited tim i'm extremely excited i love wrestling i've loved wrestling for a very long time i love talking to you about wrestling i love talking to you i'm about to love talking to amanda about wrestling uh and i wish that we had a better place to talk about wrestling on shows that kind of funny. So we're doing just that. Yeah. So very excited about that. Of course, if you haven't understood what I'm saying, ladies and gentlemen, each and every week for 10 weeks as we lead up to WrestleMania, a wrestling person. Doesn't have to be a superstar. Doesn't have to be a WWE wrestler. It can be a ref, can be an announcer, can be whoever is going to come through and pick a WrestleMania match for us to watch, review, and rank for your excitement. Mike, tell me about your history with wrestling. Oh, uh, Greg, I have a fun history. Actually, I lost my cable privileges and lost all TV access because of wrestling at an early age, back in the early 2000s, late 1990s. Me and my little brother loved wrestling. We loved the WWF at the time, and we were all about that, putting each other in chokeholds and uh, throwing each other off the top ropes to the point where my parents actually cut off the cable television in our house for decades. I didn't have it until I moved away for college. So wow. never saw wrestling after that. My era was like Sting, Stone Cold, and then it was just off. John Cena came on the scene. The Rock came on the scene. Never knew who they were. But I am now coming back into the fold of the wrestling world because of you, Greg, because of my good friend Kevin A. Sachs, and actually because of our guest and all of her incredible content on TikTok. I have You've been really keeping up and watching more wrestling since the past year. So I'm happy to say I'm about a year in, and I'm loving it. Acknowledge, Amanda, how does it feel to be Kind of Funny's favorite TikToker? Favorite TikToker? That's right. Is it favorite? Uh, is it, does it matter that I've stopped making content because uh, parenting gets in the way? Uh, but that it warms my heart. It's like the biggest dream come true to hear that from people that I like put at the top of my like icons list that it means the world to me. If people don't know you, Amanda, tell me about yourself, your history with wrestling and what you do on the TikTok. 
so on the TikTok, I was doing uh, weekly reviews for Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, basically just uh, taking my TV and filming it and then giving my reaction, breaking down what happened, uh, why it's important or what it means going forward. Uh, I did, I'm taking a brief pause on that uh, because when your three-year-old's running around going, ah! <laughs> uh, it's really hard to film anything because uh, I don't have a dedicated uh, space to myself that I've set up yet. Um, and as far as my history with like wrestling, uh, watched it a ton as a kid. And then uh, WrestleMania always falls on my birthday. Oh. And one year it stormed and uh, we'd pay for the pay-per-view and uh, we couldn't watch it because of the storm. And so I stopped watching altogether because I went, how in the world will I ever be able to keep back up with whatever's going on? Uh, so long hiatus. Uh, and then I randomly sat down on my couch one day and was like, I'm going to turn on Monday Night Raw. That was like, it might have been around WrestleMania 35. And I was like, oh, all right, I'm back in, baby. And so I'm back into it. And so now here we are. Love it. Of course, we have to give a shout out to your employer, Secret Castle Toys and Games in Owensboro, Kentucky, who is letting you record this on your work day. Yes, well, we, we have a big TikTok account. It's just Secret Castle Toys. Is it Secret <laughs> Castle Toys? it's just a secret castle toys on tiktok we have like four hundred thousand followers we do like skits and like repair videos and uh we go live randomly and we'll some i'll stream call of duty sometimes we'll stream retro games and uh, we do a lot of a uh, lot of fun stuff amazing thank you so much for making the time to hang out with us today always been an all-day affair Ladies and gentlemen, of course, hopefully you saw our promo video. You knew what your homework was. Usually the show, the episode, will at the end of it reveal what the next match will be. This one we did a bit differently. But in case you missed it, let's check in with our first superstar, WWE's Xavier Woods. Gentlemen. Yeah, it's me, WWE superstar Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed, a.k.a. your commission. Now I heard y'all boys are watching WrestleMania matches. And what makes a WrestleMania match great are those WrestleMania moments. And to me, the greatest WrestleMania moment of all time is when Kofi Kingston defeated Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship. This story had been brewing for 11 years. Kofi Kingston never having the chance to fight one-on-one -on -one for the WWE Championship, and he finally has the chance at WrestleMania, and he comes through for the win. This, for me, is the most meaningful WrestleMania match of all time. So enjoy. Thank you much, Mr. Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed from Up, Up, Down, Down, The Commish. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, we are starting with the one, the only, WrestleMania 35 live from MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, on we April 7th, 2019, in front of 82,265 fans. Tim and I were one of them. Yeah. Two of them. Yeah, we were there. And so really exciting about this is I, I've been to a, at this point, multiple handfuls of WWE events, and I always have such a great time. Love being there, love seeing the pomp and circumstance and the production, but there's something about watching it at home that just hits different. Sure. Like, and I've never watched this match yeah. uh, at home. Yeah. Like, so I missed out on so, so much. So I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah, if you remember this one for me being there, sure. But it was also my first time ever going backstage because I was tangentially connected enough 
that they asked me to come help out some whippersnapper named Pat McAfee and come on his watch along show that was airing on YouTube at the time. And this is the infamous one where he's like, he tossed me a natty light. light. And he's like, here's some natty light beach shorts. I'm like, oh, natty light. I haven't drank this garbage since college. He's like, they're the sponsor. We were live. Like, they're great. I love natural light. What a beer. And I got to watch it back there with a bunch of people. And I, I ran into Mario Lopez. That was nice. Awesome. Well, that was my experience. But yeah, I have not gone back to watch this one. Uh, Amanda, you said this would have been right around. Do you remember? Did you watch this one live as it happened um i did when you told me that that's what the assignment was i couldn't in my head i was like i know what happens at the end and his family comes up and everybody's really excited and then i watched it and i was like okay yeah i i, I was i was watching wrestling back again at this time so i, I have seen this it's just been a hot minute and then mike is this your first time uh no i actually watched this live because of you two i was a big kind of funny fan at the time and so i tuned in to anything that Greg Miller was going to be a part of. And oh, yeah. so I watched the pre-show yeah. when you were part with Pat McAfee, and that was a ton of fun. And I actually watched this happen uh, during that time. And this was a big WrestleMania. This was a fun WrestleMania. This was a special one, so I'm excited to talk about it. But first time revisiting it and really thinking about it in my mind. My favorite thing is that right after that, April 8th, 2019, I messaged Pat McAfee. Said, hey, dude, great meeting you. We got to do it again. He responded. Four minutes later. Hell yeah, man. You were hilarious. I was getting tired in there and you brought me back to life. Let's connect and do something. I'm a huge fan of the way your brain operates. And then I have messaged him since then several times and never gotten a response. But One you day. know what? He One liked day. me. I had to sign off for a second from Pat. That's all that matters for a second before he went shooting star to the moon. Commentary table. College football. Get out of here. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you've never seen an episode of WrestleMania Ranked because we've never recorded one. So what we're going to do is go down the tail of the tape. Of course, we've watched this match, as you know, and we are now going to go through and review and rank it in several different categories. They are the hype package, the entrances, the match, the finish, the commentary, and then give our overall. I feel if we are talking about hype packages, of course, that gorgeous Empire State Building with Kofi and Daniel Bryan on it. If you're talking about hype, you got to start with the one, the only Tim Gettys. Tim, what did you think of this hype package? It was incredible. And I think what's so special about this one, uh, it, it's the story of Kofi Mania, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I, I feel like uh, I, I love that this is our first episode. I love that, that uh, Xavier uh, gave us this one. And of course, it's so special to him. But it's special to us, too, being friends with them. I sure. feel like... So much of what I love the most about the things I'm passionate about, whether it's movies or video games or anything, it's the camaraderie of friendship and brotherhood and, and all of that. And to see the New Day come together, be, you know, probably the only uh, tag team in history to never have any beef within them and like never have the, oh, we're going to split them all up. Like they yeah. are a unit. Nobody wants to see and, that. And to see, to see Kofi have this moment and an opportunity open up and for him to take it and for them to have this moment together, oh, it just hits me. It hits me so hard. And it was organic. This was not necessarily a planned thing. I don't know. I wasn't on the inside. But, like, a lot had to add up for, for this opportunity to arise in the, the SmackDowns and Raws and pay-per-views or premium live events <laughs> leading into uh, this WrestleMania to put Kofi in this situation. Like, there were injuries that happened, which required replacements of people popping in and the different um, tournaments that they would do. And this storyline to me is, is evidence and proof that WWE can be nimble and can listen to the fan response. Like the fans made Kofi mania happen. Kofi made Kofi mania. Happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but 
he rose to the occasion and and they all did new day all did and i i just think it's really special that wwe allowed all this to happen and you know sometimes a predictable outcome and a predictable story is all that you need just stick the landing and like get it right hit the beats you need to hit and ha make sure that it it resonates emotionally and uh, i think this hype package really did a great job of treading all of those the the necessary plot beats but more than that showing the importance of the brotherhood that they have and you you could feel it from the moment that, that you saw the empire state building on and this happening in new york come on man what a scene so on the patented kind of funny review scale one terrible two bad three okay four great five amazing what do you give this out of five i i think i might have to give it a four um <laughs> only because of two things one didn't love the font choice Okay. Felt felt a little uh, a little a little generic, and I felt like I could have used a little something more there. And and also, I, I want to try to reserve my fives. When it comes to video hype packages, I can't be throwing them out willy nilly. This one did everything it needed to do, every single thing. But I don't know that this hype package in particular is one that I'm like gonna be like that was the best I've ever seen. Sure, that's fair enough. And for me, that's one of the big reasons I give it a three. Mm. I think it's an okay one. Uh, my thought process here, and I love that we didn't discuss anything. So I gave you guys the categories. I set out a five, interpret as you like, right? What I wrote in my notes about this, because I took copious notes about all this, and you even nail it, right, is that it's Kofi mania. It's Kofi's story. It's this organic thing. I really feel like there's no stakes for Daniel Bryan. Like, sure, I mean, he's the champion. He's defending the thing. But it, it, coming into it and kind of like forget everything you know, right? Watching the hype packages, I think so many fans are coming into this. It does a great job of setting up Kofi. This has been an 11-year journey, which I love, right? And oh. I love 2008, 2009. They're showing all the clips, and he's never gotten the chance. He's never done the thing. He started the journey. But then you get to Vince being there and like screwing him out of the gauntlet thing and not doing it, but then agreeing to this. And it feels weak on the adversary side for me. Where it's like Daniel's there to be the champion. He calls him a B plus player, which of course is a callback to Daniel's own being called a bleep. You know what I mean? Like there's that, there's that, but they don't even drive that home. Like I feel like if I'm watching this and I feel like for it to go above and beyond just being, again, Kofi mania. We all knew Kofi was going to win the title. We were all excited for Kofi to win the title, right? For it to go above and beyond that, I think like it would have gone far to have Vince be in Daniel Bryan's corner, right? I think for him to be there and be like, ah, I'm screwed, like kind of an Austin Rock thing from, you know, the Attitude Era of, you know, Mr. McMahon being there to make sure, like, you're never going to represent this company. Co like, I feel like that would have been a better narrative, and I'm including my in my definition of a hype package, the narrative told. I love Kofi's story. I love that he got this shot. I love all that stuff, but it just, it's too saccharine without the evil, without the bad, without the bad guy there to get it. I got some thoughts on that, but I want to I get some more voices in here. I want to hear Amanda's yeah. thoughts. Amanda, who do you side with? Me, the correct person, or Tim? Uh, I actually wrote, and in my notes, I pretty well wrote the same thing that you said, Greg. Uh, I, I gave it a three out of five. Um, it was very Kofi-centric. It was very, all right, we're on the come up, and then somebody beat you down, and then, oh, well, we get the organic fan reaction of, uh, you know, let's go, Kofi, let's go, Kofi. Uh, are you just a B-plus player? Is Vince using you just to see if you actually can get over with the audience as a singles competitor, or are you just have a bunch of, you know, part of the, the goofy kids of, of the New Day? And he got over. He, he became Kofi-mania. That, that's what made him him. But we we had so much Kofi mania and then we had this much Daniel Bryan just just that much of it it, it didn't feel like he was he could, it could have been anybody that would that would have been in this match uh, based on how they they designed the package out so that's where I'm at with it love it no you don't have to say more you were right you agreed with me I love it yeah I, I'm right there with everyone here I'm actually giving it a four out of five great 
as a newbie into the wrestling world, I'm looking for you to tell the story, to onboard me quickly, efficiently, and get me excited for the match, right? And so as my first time seeing this hype package live that I can remember, right, I thought they did a great job chronicling 11 years of Kofi, right? This superstar that's come in and now has battled through to get to it. And they showed off his charisma, his personality, the fun, crazy antics of doing the handstand during the Royal Rumble, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. these are things that you got to show me as the viewer and get me excited if I don't know who Kofi is, right? And I know that's not what they're really tailoring it to. But as a newbie, this is what I need to see. I get to see the brotherhood of the new day. I get to see the trials in the second half of... You can't have this unless you go through the one-hour gauntlet match and you see him battling. Who does he battle? Daniel Bryan at the end. He's got to beat him. Guess what? That's not enough. The New Day boys have to do it in a tag team battle. And you're going, this is crazy. And who do they got to fight? Daniel Bryan and that big lumberjack. And what do they do? <laughs> Biggie throws that table on him and they get the count out and you see everyone in the backstage rallying behind Kofi and you're like, this is energy. And he runs down and embraces him. And I go, Wow, I am all about this Kofi superstar. 11 years, this is his shot. This is beautiful. But why I don't give it a five out of five is you didn't sell Daniel Bryan to me. I don't know who this is. This guy alone says two to three sentences. Yeah, he calls you a B-plus superstar. I don't know what that means to me. That's pretty good. B-plus is pretty good. Maybe he's just a good guy. I don't know. But, like, I don't get enough of the heel. I don't get enough of that, hey, here's the beef on the fire. This is why you got to hate this guy. The only reason why I audibly said I hate Daniel Bryan is because I just didn't like the look. I didn't like his beard. I didn't like how he looked. I was like, get out here, oh, castaway right, wrestler. Right off the rip, I'm going, I don't even like this guy. I hate this guy. I'm on the other side. So I need a little more to make this a five out of five. I need that storytelling, and I yeah. think I need more of them colliding, which we didn't get enough of in this small hype package. So I want to toss in one thing because I know it. you have a whole bunch to respond yeah. to all this. One of the things that I thought was interesting, granted, you only have so much time with the hype package, yet, yeah, that they left out was echoed by the one, the only Trevor Starkey, who wrote in on my Gregway announcing this episode and said this. One of my all-time favorite wrestling moments was the tag team gauntlet match from a few weeks before the Kofi-Daniel Bryan match, when Woods and Biggie had to go through all the other teams to earn Kofi his spot. When the Usos came out and forfeited as a show of respect to Woods and E because their long storied history, I literally tear up just thinking about it. And that is such a cool moment that totally isn't even in the pack. I was like, oh man, I was looking forward to seeing that again. Yeah, that, that to me is what I think that I, I would say I'm higher on it than, than you're talking about. Like, I understand where y'all are coming from with the three uh, because of the Daniel Bryan stuff, but I actually think that works in favor of this hype package and for this match because it isn't about Daniel Bryan. It's very much about Kofi and it is such a feel good story of everyone rallying around him and seeing the locker rooms. And we even see it during the match. Like I feel like the storytelling of the hype package, like fed into the, the duration of the match itself in a way that we don't always see. Interesting. Yeah. You know, I can like we, it's, it's rare that we see the backstage cuts yeah. uh, from a match. Yeah. It happens every once in a while. But to me, I kind of feel like that was all embedded into this. And what I think really worked for Daniel Bryan and even the way he was presented in limited fashion in the high packages, it's not about him. We hate him. He He's this eco-friendly guy. What a perfect feel character. The way that he presented himself, he's unlikable, right? And I feel like you don't need to know too much because you just you already know you don't like him. And that is based off of amazing five-year story for him of five years before this, him being the Kofi in the situation, him getting the, the chance to finally do it. He was the people's champion and he became the champion. And I think that there's like a poetry of Kofi five years later 
taking that from him, bringing back the B-plus player and all that stuff. But I almost feel like we don't need to explain anything more because it's there already. Now, could they have explained all that stuff so somebody like Mike could like latch on? Sure, but I, I preferred that they spent the, the time in the hype package focusing on the camaraderie and the locker room behind him, the fans behind him, and all of that. Okay. Fair enough, Timothy. Uh, our next category, of course, is entrances. Amanda, what did the entrances for Kofi and Daniel do for you? This was a rough one. Um, I gave it a two out of five. Um, to me, WrestleMania is the culmination of this is this is your big event. This is the thing. Not only is this the thing, this is your big, it's the WWE title for one of your two brands. And uh, you get Kofi walking out. They do the classic biggie over the intercom. They just walk out. Uh, and then, sure, they do give him a moment to stand there in the ring, look at all the Kofi Mania signs, and soak it in, but that that was that. And then Daniel Bryan just walks out, and he just walks down the ramp. There was no pomp and circumstance. There was no, pers- you know, random, uh, like, thing happening on the stage. He just walks out. So it, it was just very, like, okay, we're in the middle of the show. Here's another match. Instead of, like, hey, this is a title shit. This is a title match uh, with two big guys. You're WWE champion. It's not for Intercontinental. It's not for US. It, this is the thing, and you're just, you're just walking out. That That's it. But you, you needed so much more for it. Yeah, one of my notes. So that's where I'm at. One of my notes here is quote: "They're all just guys walking to the ring." And I know that sounds stupid because every match is people walking to the ring. But I'm rarely a fan of the arena set- setups. Love how big the screen is here. Lo- love how big the screen is. But the ramp is so awkwardly long. And like even for the new, like you can't not love the new day. That's one of my other notes, right? But they come out and Xavier throws all the pancakes, and it's like. Now we walk <laughs> and then Rowan and, and Daniel come on. Now we walk and they just walk. And it's just like, I like the cuts to the Kofi mania signs. Of course, like you got the vibe of how into Kofi they were. Again, I thought Daniel had no hate. They, 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 there, it wasn't like a deafening. We, ah, and they don't like him. I, you know, don't get me wrong, but like, I, I, I put it as okay. I thought it was fine. I think it was bad. I didn't put it as a two out of five. I gave it a three out of five. But I was like, yeah, you know, whatever. This could have been something. Again, it didn't feel like the championship of WrestleMania. I might be the hardest on this. I gave it a one out of five awful. And I am really sad to say that because, yeah, when I think of WrestleMania, like Amanda said, I'm looking for the pyro, the fireworks, the wow factor. I thought the screen on the things that I liked, I loved the screen. I thought it was big. It was bombastic, especially with the New Day. That color pops. I loved the big ramp coming down. That was some great setup. But yeah, as Woods throws out the only stack of pancakes immediately, and then they just slowly walk down, I was like, man, I thought we were going to have a little more fun, a little more trombone blowing, a little more dancing. I also, when I think of New Day, wowing outfits. And yes, these were good outfits, but they didn't wow me off the rip when I first saw this. And then on the flip side, when Daniel Bryan came out, as someone who was just getting acquainted, hate the music, hate the I love the music. I can't can't join you there. Music awful the backdrop of the spinning globe awful i will tell you this as someone who is a newbie and this might be a hot take watching roman lately with the the belt over his shoulders if you walk out with the belt around your waist you're a narc and a loser and i don't like that look <laughs> at all you're a jabroni if you're wearing the belt around the waist you're a narc put and it a down loser. and snowbike mike is telling you like it is like there's no <laughs> wow factor it's not menacing it's not wild it's not wacky and the belt we'll talk about that later but that belt is awful looking. But that's great because I feel like that that does feed mm-hmm. into the character Daniel Bryan but, is in that sec. Yeah, it's tough. Is it a one out of five? Is it a two out of five? 
it's a one out of five because there's nothing there. There's nothing. And also I want to note, I put in my notes, where do I fall on the tiny paper signs? Do I love them? Do I hate them? They just kind of look cheap. They do look weak. cheap. I hate and them. And like that's the downfall of it is like when you watch wrestling on the Monday Night Raw, the Friday Night SmackDown, people make their big homemade signs and it's cool. You see these little paper signs doing that and you're like, eh, but I get it for the moment. I get it. You know? Yeah. 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 I could not disagree with any of you more. Wow. I, I would like I would. This is similar to the high package. I would give it a five. I'm gonna give it a four because I do think specifically for entrances, the fives need to have all the insanity possible. We need Shawn Michaels coming down on a zip line. Like when we know that that's possible, sure. But I look at this match very differently than I look at others. Like this to me is the once in a lifetime chance of telling this story. This couldn't, this wouldn't have happened at other times. And I feel like when, when you have the story, you don't need to overtell it. Like mm -hmm. you already got the content there. You don't need to oversell it with gimmicks. It doesn't need to be more. To me, this was about celebrating New Day. This was about New Day coming out as New Day comes out. Like this is who we are. We're, we are these guys. The, them just walking, nobody walks with more personality than the three of them. You know, like there's so much going on there. Uh, and I feel like the, the outfits, like it being the Kofi tribute. Like I love that it simultaneously was about New Day, but it was about Kofi. They were there for Kofi. And I, I really feel like they didn't distract from that. And the reason that I'm even higher on it, because uh, I feel like a three out of five for, oh, they did the assignment, like they nailed it and whatever. I give it the four because... We're all watching this. We're rooting. We're hoping in, in, in the best wrestling fashion possible. We weren't sure Kofi was going to win. Like, we all knew it in our hearts he was going to win. But, like, there was a chance that he wasn't going to. They, they could have pulled some shit. And then I remember, Greg, me and you talking, like, are they really about to make Kofi win? He's going to have to hold up that belt? Yeah. Like, that sucks. For part of the entrance to include Biggie coming out with that box and us being like, what's in the box? And it being the, the proper belt. Come on. It wasn't, well, though. yeah, it wasn't the prop. We'll get to that. The but box, remember, was the t-shirt. Yeah, the box was the t-shirts. And I didn't love the box. Like, oh, we got this box for you afterwards. You get it done. It's like, no, bring that out when he wins. Like, don't surprise me with that. I didn't like the tease of the box. I didn't think I that Hey, but you could get that, sh that shirt right away at www.shop.com. Yo, buy that t-shirt right now. Yeah, that was yeah, great. Exactly. I love that. Uh, recap, hype package, I gave it a three. Tim gave it a four. Mike gave it a four. Amanda gave it a three. Entrances, I gave it a three. Tim gave it a four. Mike gave it a one. Amanda gave it a two. Uh, if you didn't know, it's a lot like whose line is it anyway, though. Uh, none of this really matters. When we get to the overall score, it's not like we're averaging over something. Just letting you know where we're at for it. This episode of WrestleMania Ranked is brought to you by WWE 2K24. Step into the ring and finish your story with new match types like ambulance and casket matches, a roster of more than 200 superstars and legends, new career mode experiences, and so much more. The latest installment of the franchise features several advancements, including 2K Showcase of the Immortals. 40 years in the making, WWE 2K24's Showcase Mode puts players in control, playing through the most iconic moments in WrestleMania history. As 2K's distinctive slingshot tech seamlessly morphs from gameplay to live action footage and back again for the most immersive WrestleMania video game experience, to date. Finish your story with standard edition cover superstar, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, or deluxe edition cover superstars, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair. When WWE 2K24 launches on March 5th with early access and March 8th worldwide. Pre-order WWE 2K24 and receive one month of Peacock, US only, and WWE 2K23 digital only to play while you wait. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, let's talk about the match itself. Mm. And if I can be selfish, I'd like to start. Please do. I am shocked because I remember watching it, but I was also performing backstage and yada, yada. And obviously you remember, like Amanda said, you remember the ending. You remember the family. You remember the thing. When this match started and was going, I was like, okay, I, 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 you know, I'm an ECW kid. So I love a good technical start. I love a lot of waist locks. I love a lot of back and forth. I love a lot of doing technical wrestling, but it was that thing of like, man, the arena sounds dead. This crowd sounds like they are not into this. And I know they are. We were there, but it's also an arena. But then also it's like, you look at them like, they aren't like on the edge of their seat. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Ooh, am I, did I have rose tinted glasses for this match? Do I just remember the ending? I thought the match built so well. Like for me, honestly, it was one of those of like, wow. I remember a long, long time ago with names. I won't name being in the IGN office and there being an argument between a wrestling fan and two non wrestling fans and the wrestling fan being like, no, you tell stories in the ring. And they were like, no, you don't. You, what are you talking about? And it was just like, you have to understand wrestling and being that, you know, the psychology of a professional wrestling match and being part of it and yada, yada, yada. This is such a great example of it where I feel like this match starts in a spot where it's like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this or if I remember it correctly. And then as it got going and it started doing stuff, and you know, I mean, the yes, yes chance for Kofi and then the no, no for Daniel as he's setting it up. And then, of course, to take Rowan out to get New Day involved, New Day's involvement in general, you know, Woods and Biggie out there chasing around, screaming, you know, cheering him on and stuff. The spots you had here, again, that back half, what that maybe three-fourths into the match when it is the waist lock Daniel's got, and he's just grinding Kofi, and you got Corey Graves talking about his ribs, and he can't breathe, and I was like, damn, this is such a great story they're telling right here. For me, I got to the end of it, and I was like, I think because it had a slow start, and the, I blame the crowd for a lot of it, I give it I give it a four out of five. Like I think it's a great match. I think it's a great WrestleMania match. I think it's a very solid one to start this show with and be like, again, if you weren't a wrestling person. Hopefully you're like me. You watch this, you see it. You're like, oh man, by the end of it, I was there. And I did love the ending. Who wants to go next? I think you should go, Tim. Yeah? Yeah. All right. I'm giving it a five. I oh, he's so saving much. them and there like, they are. Like, oh, like here's the God. thing. And we'll see as the show goes on if I'm just being like super leaning across the board and I just yeah. really love wrestling. Or there's something special about this, man. I just, I, I'm a broken record here, but this story was so special and I think they told it perfectly i am so impressed with the the talents that these men have and you look at new day they are incredible entertainers they're athletic as all hell their performance ability is off the charts the parkour the technical uh stuff you're talking about the uh the unique yoga locks that daniel bryan and kofi got going on and again shout out to daniel bryan one of the best to ever of do course. It. you put these two men together they both look like they belonged and they were like let's use this opportunity let's push it let's do moves that people haven't seen like the creativity of kofi at, at rumble of trying to to get back into the ring we saw that in this match and i feel like only kofi and daniel bryan could have pulled off some things that we saw sure. and that i think is very special on top of that the momentum of the storytelling with the crowd the yes and no's and all that stuff but beyond that New Day are entertainers. They're all about the catchphrases. They're all about the fun and excitement and the trombones. You get that sound and the crowd starts chanting. And like, when you look back at the history of wrestlers, when you can get the crowd 
thing in your song, when you get the what's, when you get the 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 rock, anything he says, and they're saying sure. every single word, you've made it. New Day, all of a sudden the place is erupting. And when you have that backing up this type of match with this type of story, that's a five for me, dog. Yeah. And again, I think it's the, you know, I look at my notes, right? And it's like, uh, when I'm talking about all the stuff, you know, the waist lock to Kofi, the injured Adam can't breathe, good storytelling, textbook grappling. And I say, when Kofi breaks the hold, the crowd just isn't there. Then I have finally feel the crowd when Kofi rope breaks the Boston crab. And from there you see it like Kofi elbows off the top rope, fighting off Bryant. Yes. Chance with each hit, right? When he's going, God, mm. finally crowd there for the yay boo, the yay boo, yay boo punch. Right. And then I'm a sucker for quick falls. So when they started doing like quick, I'm like, Oh, the one counts. I'm so into it. And then the SOS into the, yeah, yeah, the SOS into the label lock. Right. Like I was like, oof, yes. Like that is so nice. And then it was the new day rocks. And then I really feel that energy. Amanda, I'm going to go first. I don't want to sideline you, but I'm going to need you to pick it back up after me because I'm a little more critical on this. I am sitting at a three out of five. Okay. There is parts that is definitely a four out of five great here because nothing is better than what that ending was with the family and with the WWE superstars behind Kofi. Like that is a beautiful thing. And it's the ultimate cheat code because you have our hearts and it is truly earned and deserved. But when I'm looking at the match, there's a slow start and a very slow middle with that waist lock in the middle where you are going, Kofi Kingston is a Fuck man. Fuck you, fake that, fan. That's wrestling, all right? That hand stands off the side of the mat and does incredible moves. He's a high flyer and shows some really cool stunts. And we did not get that for a lot of the match. Now, I will say the technical start had some beautiful moves. There was a roll up there where they both rolled into each yeah, other. Yeah. There was a hold where he had him up above him and they were doing the big circle. It was beautiful and it was technical and it was awesome. But the big wow moments did not start until the very end, right? We saw Kofi one time hanging off the side of the ropes and Daniel Bryan came down upon him, right? We saw Kofi awesome. jump off the side of the ring into the table. That was fun. We finally got the jabronis on the outside of the rings banging into each other. And we saw Big finally. E get this man up and throw him down. It was awesome. Midnight but hour to row. Oh Brian man. dodges trouble in paradise. Daniel hits the knee. Kofi kicks out. Come the fuck on. Come we on. did not get enough fun. I mean, when you looked at it, we had the kicks going on and Daniel's kicking you in the chest and Kofi's barely getting them to the side of the leg. It just doesn't look powerful and wowing. It didn't have that, oh my gosh moment until Daniel Bryan is stomping Kofi on the face, and then they reverse, and he's stomping him on the face all the way up until the finisher. That felt rushed to me. It felt like the crowd wasn't into it, and there was this high we were building towards, and there was just, here's the final piece to take it to the next level, and we chose, here's the conclusion. And for me, this is a match where when I look at my friends and family, I go, you come for the story, you come from the heart, you come from the family. That's the four out of five. But if you're looking for wrestling WWE in my mind where you're going to be wowed and go, oh, my gosh, I'm out of gasp. This is not that match. And that's why I'm a little bit harder on it with a three out of five. Interesting. I like, of course, if you want to be part of this show, you can be a kind of funny member either on Patreon or YouTube, just like Lewis the Great 13 are, is, I should say. and says, as a non-wrestling fan, this being my first real match to watch was sick as fuck. So I like that. I do like that. I, I always wonder how it would play to somebody else. Uh, but Amanda... What did you think? 
Uh, Mr. Hawks over here in the YouTube chat makes a great point. Uh, for context, this was the 10th match on the card uh, right after the Iconics Fatal 4-Way. Um, when you have a show that long, which is why I'm a proponent for the, the two-day WrestleMania, uh, you just, you have to, you can't have people there for seven hours. Uh, the, the crowd was tired, which, which does go and it hurts the match a little bit. It hurts a little bit of the momentum because they will need some of the crowd to come in and be like, wow, let's go Kofi, let's go Kofi. So they had a slow start, which is hurtful to people like Snowbike Mike, who need those people in there doing the chance, doing the who'sy what'sies. But I've, I've had over here on my second monitor, I've rewatched this match like four times uh, in, in the time span of me sitting here. And every time that Snowbike Mike said that, oh, well, it's not interesting. And I'm watching, I'm watching uh, Daniel Bryan jump off the third rope and Kofi's hanging over and just right onto the ground and then i'm watching uh, the announcer table spot where kofi's jumping from the top rope right on down at the announce table and i'm just the whole time i'm just like let's go let's go let's go and i'm feeling like it's a great match on top of that it being a 25 minute match you can't burn it out in, in six minutes these people are athletes they tired uh, you got to have a little bit of the slow a little bit of the grappling kind of on the ground back and forth to for them to Recatch their breath so that they can then go in and have all these false finishes and these one counts and these roll ups and all all this other stuff. And uh, so I I end up giving it a five out of five. Um, oh SOS incredible move, love it. Um, but to me, this was start to finish, even with its slow points. My only criticism is that I really think that we took we took about eight too many shots of let's look at all the wrestlers in the back and they're yeah. doing this and they're cheering them on. There's too too much of that. But more, there was more twice. every time, y'all. I know was it? They gathered the same amount. Every I think time. it was the same amount, well, but it, it felt like they were gathered. Yeah, I kept noticing new like people. Oh, I love uh, it. I, I saw I saw Matt Hardy back there, and he's like, you could tell that the camera guy was like. <laughs> he, just, he just he just starts doing this like immediately, oh. and I'm and I'm like, okay, all right, that, that's enough of that. So I, uh, that that that's kind of where I land with it. So five out of five for me. A little a little business for you, mm -hmm. a little backstage business. Now that I've been backstage so many times, I am always shocked that there isn't a viewing area backstage. There's th yeah. There's no right. TV set up in catering to park and watch the entire show. So it's just always ridiculous when I'm and I've, I've been in the locker rooms. There's no TV set up. It's just like. Huh. Weird. Yeah. The issue is you would get sucked into it, and they'd be like, "Yo, let's get it moving," and you'd be like, "Ugh." A big boss man, never forget. <laughs> I do want to highlight one really cool one, and I think we'll see this in a lot of them. Was the red tint to all of the fans around? Like when you get those camera shots and oh. you see the red glow in the whole stadium, it's like, man, that's WrestleMania. That is a cool touch right there. You are right, Mike. You are right. But what if I told you that when we were there, about three <laughs> matches before this happened? The entire like side we were on, the entire side of the arena was chanting, "Turn off the lights! Turn off the lights!" What am I, a Kenny Ro <laughs> Kenny Rogers roasters? Get me out of here! The red lights were just—we couldn't oh, see anything. That's amazing. <laughs> that because the, the red lights on TV make it look so cool. It looks—it it is yeah, an yeah, incredible. Really cool. When you're when you're at a live show and you're sitting in the crowd, I've sat in several SmackDowns and they've got those blue lights just pounding down at you. I was lucky I had a hat on so I could do this. <laughs> And uh, not see it because God forbid, does it make viewing it or like taking a picture of it just just absolutely off? Just <laughs> a so funny. Re Real quick, I was oh, say, talking about the uh, behind the scenes, like please, seeing please, all please. The, the wrestlers together, like seeing what wrestlers were there. I thought was really cool because I'm sure some of them they just grabbed, but so many of them we know, uh, not personally, but we know of them and know the relationships that like. They were really rooting for Kobe. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. that that's the beauty of wrestling. It's fake. It's fucking real. And that to me is it being real. Seeing them cheer, seeing these people, some of their long-term enemies on the show being there, like cheering for them, like seeing the Usos there. It's fucking awesome. You know, yeah, like I just yeah, feel like yeah. that's 
it adds so much to it. And also just want to give a quick shout out to the Usos. Seeing them here in, you know, five, five years ago. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. They're just, they're the Usos. They're a tag team. Tag team belts over their time. They're awesome. Earth's they're shoulder. amazing. But it's like to think about where they're at now. It's like, man, WWE, man. Like they'll, If characters are there long enough, something special happens. <laughs> Potentially. And again, I think to your point, that's a great point, Tim, of these people sitting back there watching and celebrating it because it, I, Kofi's one of them, mm -hmm. right? I think this is when you see, for better or worse, when people talk about part-timers, right? When you talk about a Logan Paul, right? Or even Roman Reigns now or Brock Lesnar, right? Like you're talking about these people who have ascended from the main roster to fucking heaven or whatever you want to call it, right? When you're that main eventer. So to see someone who is Kofi Kingston, who has put in the work, who has earned his spot in the same way Daniel Bryan has, right? When in reality, you know, the odds of professional wrestling before the Triple H era are uh, against them, right? Like Vince always wanted those big beefcakes. He wanted big dudes. So these smaller people usually were regulated to, all right, you're in the cruiserweight division. Okay, you're intercontinental. Okay, you're not going to make it, right? And and also, uh, God, we can talk about this forever, but it's like- We got when, 10 weeks. When, when, when we talk about WWE and like the matches that matter in a WrestleMania match, it's like, of course, title matches are big. And then, and for the most part, they should mean more than other things. Uh, there's a lot of titles, so sometimes that's not always true. But at least the, the big titles, like they're supposed to mean something. But I love that WrestleMania has introduced. Um, well, there's the Undertaker match, like like not anymore, but anyway. forever there was like, oh, okay, he doesn't need a belt. He's the Undertaker. The streak's on the line. That means something. Money in the Bank was introduced at WrestleMania and uh, was an event that's now a pay per view. But it introduced this concept that was exciting to us. Kofi fucking ran Money in the Bank like. Kofi was one of those people that showed up for so long and like proved himself via the like other star vehicle matches. Like he was such a, a like uh, highlight to any time he was in the Money in the sure, Bank match. Sure. And I just feel like that is it's so cool to have that type of story lead to him getting the belt here. Like he put in the work and not just always oh, been here 11 years for 11 years. He fucking did awesome stuff. The recap match rankings. Greg says four. Tim says five. Mike says three. Amanda says five. Let's talk about the finish. Once again, I didn't define anything for you guys. I wanted everybody to go in there with their own interpretation of it. Amanda, I want to start with you. How do you rank the finish? Going back to back with my uh, second five, um, letting Kofi be the piss out of Brian for like 10 minutes, uh, just and letting the crowd really get into it. And all right, we're going, we're going, it's Kofi, it's Kofi. Over the package meant something. The boys being out here meant something. It, it all felt incredibly special. Uh, and then when the boys were so happy for him uh, with him actually winning it and like Woods had me crying for the second time after watching this, uh, just sitting on the couch because he, you can just see in his face, even though he knew what was going to happen. Um, you could see him just so happy that after 11 years that, you know, their goofy little team has somebody like Kofi who now has has risen to the the highest caliber of what you can be in WWE and have this big boy belt uh, and then the kids getting it to come into the ring it was so special for Kofi and it, it meant so much to me that that they got to celebrate that they got the fireworks across the whole arena that everybody's cheering and that that was the culmination of all right this this is why we had the package focused around Kofi this is why we have the Kofi mania signs this is why we're here and it is to celebrate this man who has worked this hard to get this far and so, so for, five out of five love it for me when I was thinking of what I'm going to define this finish right it is the for me, the finish of the match, like what happens to end the match and then the aftermath of it. And so it's interesting because when I'm watching the finish and it actually happens, I was like, it's kind of lame. Not the celebration, just the move setup, right? 
I, Daniel won't let go of the arm. So, you know, Kofi kicks him in the head over and over again, then hits trouble in paradise. And then it's over. And it's one of those where I've reflected on thought, like my initial kind of lame. It works for what the match was. The match was this technical thing, which it, for me is a, hey, we're going move for move, competitor for competitor. We get to this thing and it doesn't need a gigantic, crazy thing. It just felt abrupt. So even though that's fine looking back on it, even at the moment watching this finish, including that and then what happens, I wrote, but it doesn't matter because of the celebration. Right, this I think this for me it's a four out of five great uh, finish for a match. Right, new day in the ring, crying, the locker room celebrating, the crowd popping off, the commentary elevates at this moment. Right, where I think we'll talk about them in a second, but they get really into it, really behind it. You know, fucking Woods with the belt gets me every time. Throwing the fucking eco went down, grabbing the thing, talking for a second, ripping it off. I'm like, oh my god, like I just got chills talking about it. Right, of course, the fireworks are great. The kids are amazing, right? I mean, just in general, having your kids in the ring for a title win is huge. The fact that the kids are so into it, like when his son gets up on the ropes and has the shirt, uh, the, the you deserve it chant, right? It's just a lovely moment, right? Let alone the fact that this is now at the time, I should say, uh, WWE's 30th triple crown champion, 20th grand slam champion, and the first African born WWE champion. Like that is a WrestleMania moment. Like it's gorgeous. Yeah, I'll jump in because I am exactly like Greg. I echo everything. I am a four out of five, and I think it is the ending that elevates it. I was upset about the abrupt ending there. When you talk about finish, I was looking for the finishing move. How does this match end? What is the culmination to that? And that's where I said, hey, we were building this track, and we were about to get to the peak and get excited, and I feel like we just ended one second too early, right? He should have kicked out. We should have had the, oh! and then get the crowd one more time really into it because I think we were still building the crowd at that moment. That's how it feels abruptly to me watching was like, oh, we don't have the crowd fully in this yet. We get the crowd fully in this with the awesome, hey, we're celebrating. We got the kids in the ring. We got T-shirts. We got the new belt. We're celebrating Kofi Mania and the culmination of all of that. But for me, when we're talking about inside the ring, that final couple of minutes there and how that looked and how that felt just fell short of going, oh, wow, this is how you nail it right here. And so that I'll give it a four out of five because of the ending part, but it would be a three out of five. We're talking finishing move and how that should have ended. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what you call a 10 out of five. This is exactly <laughs> how you want to end a match. This is one of the most feel-good matches of all time, and I yeah. feel like the end of it has so much to do with that. And to me, perfectly paced match uh, that ended with – the exact right setup and payoff of where we needed to be. We don't need the craziest like trick ending or anything. I like that at the end of the day, it was Kofi beating Daniel. Right. That's no shenanigans, nothing no else. No shenanigans. Nobody get no weapons, no gimmicks, no this or that. He freaking won. And that was all built up to with the last couple minutes of this match, having that shift of the, the yes chance, the no chance, the booze and all that. That being the story of Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 30, getting the guesses all behind him, and for now, five years later, for him to be giving that moment to Kofi and having the him Kofi get the yeses and him get the boos or the noes, no, yeah. it was freaking amazing. That turning on to all of the intense-ass things, the commentary popping off of, uh, say, like, he, he's a broken man. Like, they were just, like, getting so ridiculous about, like, how bad he uh, is doing. He senses the wounded, wounded Kofi Kingston. Uh, this is just a formality at this point. They set up the, the like, excitement so well for me that as they kept doing that, the, the roll-ups and all that stuff, there's a moment that it just turns into Rocky. And we got Xavier Woods there 
yelling, get up, get up, get up, and hitting the thing and stuff. And he is Mickey from Rocky yelling at this guy. And Kofi gets up and fucking puts him down. It doesn't need to be anything else. You can hear the Rocky music playing because it's like, boom, you fucking got this. It's over. And then the celebration, it is a thing of beauty. Like We cannot talk about it enough of how special it is to have all those boys in the ring, to have the family in the ring, to debut. There's a new champ. Yes, there is. Shirts. All of that's great. Getting the right belt. The fireworks going off being the colors of Kofi's outfit that he's worn forever. In addition to the New Day fireworks going off. And Big E pointing at him going, that's you. Come the fuck on. Are you kidding me? And I love more than anything that Xavier Woods is just there. Bursting into tears. And it's the most genuine thing you can possibly imagine, man. And he's just talking any chance he gets. The last note I have is... Greg Miller and Xavier Woods are the exact same person. If there's a camera or a mic, they're going off. And like, to the last final moments of this, Xavier's just looking at the camera, yelling at it. It's fucking awesome, man. Love this match. Great moment. Uh, so your recap there on the finish. Uh, four for me, a 10 for Tim. Mike with a four, Amanda with a five. Uh, commentary. You know, again, we're starting a new show here and doing it. Commentary, I feel weird about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and not that I think we shouldn't grade it or do it, but I think we just had a great show and we just did the finish and now to talk about commentary feels flat and weird. It does. It does. It does. It doesn't I mean, fit well. There was a couple great moments. I thought that they really brought it where they needed to in terms of the storytelling of like how broken somebody is and like yeah. where they're hurt and all that. The stuff. one I have is, so I think as we make the show live, I think for the next nine episodes, we should just call our favorite commentary stuff out in the thing, right? Because yeah. that seems like that, a better fit. That right? seems better. Because what I have in here is like, there's a great call from, first off, if while we are talking commentary specifically, I love Corey Graves. And this is, I've loved Corey Graves long before he shouted me out in paper or live premium live events or anything like that. Just a good dude, but great at his job. Such a great heel. I loved him back and forth. I love how much him and Byron Saxon always go at each other. It's always one of my favorite things. But one of the great calls from this match is they hit the midnight hour, then the trouble in paradise. And there's, this is your moment from the commentary team. I was like, that's fucking insane. Dude, I it's love so that. Good. One, one that I have is the, there is nothing left in this man. Yeah. yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah God, yeah. it's so good. And like, it's, it's so funny that I don't think we give commentary enough credit. Like, yeah. I, I feel like it's obviously so many storylines, so many uh, moving pieces to make wrestling what it is. But, like, there's just a couple people yelling about what's going on, naming the moves and stuff, and all of a sudden, they make it feel like it's stuff that we should know. When really, well, it's all made up weird shit. It's like there's this legacy that was, like, created by them. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just feel like it's so special that, like, wrestling's at its best when you're not thinking about it and you just believe. Yep. And yep. throughout this entire match, I believed. Uh, since we're changing it on the fly or whatever, Mike, are there any commentary lines you uh, want to call out? I mean, commentary was years? good. I okay. don't think it went above and beyond. The commentary for me is exactly how commentary should be. They told the story. They crafted the narrative. They kept it going through. But for me, I didn't have any oh, wow moments where I go, yo, remember that line? That was crazy. It was good. And that's how commentary <laughs> should be. Amanda. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm with Mike on that one. I actually wrote, I think, a total of two sentences uh, on my actual notes for it. Um, I will say that I hated Corey Graves, did not like him. Uh, I've, he's grown on me as a commentator, as a heel, because that's his job. He has to be the bad guy. Um, but uh, Michael Cole, as of late, whatever Pat McAfee did to him when he commentated with him on SmackDown for however long he did it, um, it evolved Michael Cole enough to where 
him standing up and he's in the chair and dancing uh dancing you know i think that that's the kind of commentary that i need going forward for these kind of matches um, as opposed to what just felt like generic commentary to me um there was also an old nxt commentator uh his name started with an m but i can't pronounce it properly so i'm not going to um, but uh he had the most eclectic way of describing a match that made me like stop what i was doing and pay attention to whatever was going on on the screen and uh that that's the kind of commentary that you need at the 10th match uh on a card so commentary was just okay i i put four but uh, it, it did its job I'm very much with you, right? Yeah, I mean, my score I put on it was three, where I thought it was okay. Like, I like all these guys. I didn't love some of their interplay. Like, Tom Phillips is somebody... I I think they're a product of their time, of where WWE as a product was, where commentary was. I'm right there with you, of the Michael Cole we have today, of the stand-up. Oh, Oh, my God! Like, that's, like, the one I love. It's boss time. Let alone to jump all the way back to, of course, JR and the King and stuff like that, or when Paul Heyman was at it. So, ladies and gentlemen, we come to our overall score for this match. Amanda, you're the guest. So as always, we'll start with you. Uh, overall, uh, back to the five out of five. Um, build, great. Uh, sure, we have the down of, of the entrances just kind of being a, a snooze fest. Um, but everything else being so good, telling a story from top to bottom. Um, the audience participation towards the end really did help it. Uh, the back and forth in the match with Kofi. Uh, the New Day being there to support him. Uh, and then I think something... Oh. I said, I remember watching this live in my notes. Um, I could really feel the emotion that they were having in the ring because they genuinely were stoked and happy for Kofi. Uh, it reminded me of whenever uh, Sasha and Bianca, I think, main evented at WrestleMania and they're given the time to stare at each other and just be like, yep, we're doing the damn thing. Uh, it also reminded me of uh, whenever Natalia and Lacey Evans um, were just had a match in a Saudi Arabia uh, event, uh, which was the first time that women had ever uh, performed there for WWE, and them both having just this very genuine like hey we're breaking the kayfabe like we're we're just super stoked on this uh so that that's what i got out of this match uh overall whenever it ended um the thing that kills me and i have to bring it up um whenever kofi mania was killed by brock lesnar with one singular f5 because fox just wanted brock lesnar to come back it, it i just i i can't i cannot for the life of me understand how how that was chosen or okay. And it still upsets me to this day. That, that, that's what I was reminded whenever I watched this match was, was Brock Lesnar just saying, you know what, F Kofi Mania and just killing the whole thing, just dead. I want to jump in right there and just say that like, I'm also giving this a five. I feel like that's obvious based on everything I've said so far. Uh, but I'm happy you brought that up uh, because a second ago when we are talking about the finisher, yeah. I gave it the, the, the 10, 10 out of five, right? Yeah. I, I almost jokingly gave it a zero out of five because I was like, you the real finish of this <laughs> was that. And I, I, I honestly, WWE has done a lot of great, done a lot of bad, done a lot of horrible, done a lot of everything in between. I personally feel like this is the worst decision that they've ever made. The way that Kofi went out uh, on that first SmackDown back or whatever. It was insulting. It was horrible. It was not fun to watch. I can't imagine finding enjoyment in how that went down. Yeah. And it just feels like out of place, out of time, and I, it really, really, really rubs me the wrong way. To jump to what we're talking about earlier, this is like the through line example I'm talking about of the locker room being so excited for this. Because I think the locker room and the main roster and the folks that are there week in, week out, eat a lot of shit. So the attractions can come in and do this giant fucking thing that I'm not taking, you know, hey, 
do what you do and do what you do great because Brock is a monster. Roman is a monster. Like there's all these things we love, but then you have the people who are there day in, day out, doing the house shows, doing the TV, doing everything. Putting their bodies at risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think, again, that's why, again, outside of just the story, why this win means so much is that it was, oh, man, one of us is doing this. Mm -hmm. And, of course, when Kofi does lose the title, what happens? Kofi's there day in, day out, year in, year out, just killing it, being awesome. I sorry, I digress. I'm I'm with you. I've, we've talked a lot. I'm giving it a four out of five. Again, I'm. It's one of those where, will I give a five out of five? I don't know because we're still getting matches picked by people who send in videos. But it's one of those things like I want it to be start to finish. Holy fuck, I was in, and I think there's enough in there where I was like out. But again, I think it's a special match, a special enough match. What I wrote in my notes, it's a great showcase of what a special match can do, mm. where it can be like. Oh, weird entrance. Oh, could have done. Oh, it's slow. Oh, 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 and like to go have that experience at home on your couch that I saw the audience have in real time, right? Where they're like, "Yeah, it's a tenth match. I'm tired." And then, oh, 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 ah, new day rock. Oh, new Mike. Uh, I'm giving this a four out of five strictly because of the story. It is a story that is beautiful and will be timeless and will be talked about forever because of the perseverance, the hard work, the brotherhood. That is incredible, and that's why I come to see this, because the story is just as much as the match, right? But for me, that match was weak. I was not impressed by that. I would give it a three out of five, but the story just carries this so hard that it will always be that picture, like you said, Greg, and it will always be hung up on the wall, because it is special. Ladies and gentlemen, before we rank (laughs) this match against the rest, we have to go to the referee in a segment we call a 10 count with Cool Greg. Cool, Greg, please come out here. Give, a, give us your 10-count thoughts on this match. What's up? Kind of funny best friends. Great to see you guys again. He calls it the 10-count. I call it the one-man tag team. You know, what's going on? But so I'm thinking I want to give it a number. Originally, I was going to go with a 3 out of 5. But then Tim always tells me I'm a weird wrestling fan because I don't like wrestling. I like wrestlers. So if my wrestlers aren't in it, I'm not really as involved. And I kind of think that is true. So... I don't want to make me to bump it to a four, huh? but I don't think that's a good enough reason. Okay. You know, I, I, I respect that. I need, if I'm not in it, I'm not in it. I just happen to not be in this one. These aren't my guys. It was a great match. I love so much about it, but I have to land on a three. Three. That's a three from Cool Greg. And what could be a 10 count with Cool Greg could be one man tag team with Cool Greg. But what about one man gang gang? Because one man gang, of course, a professional wrestler. You say gang gang, one man gang gang. All right, that's the segment. That's the segment going forward, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, now it's time to rank the Mania matches. Of course, we are going through and ranking these matches in the order we like them. Uh, as the first entry, it's number one. Love it. Ladies and gentlemen, WrestleMania 35's Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan goes to immediately to the top of the charts. Where it belongs. But can it maintain that spot? Over the next 10 weeks. Remember, of course, we are doing this show, WrestleMania Ranked, a screencast special, each and every Thursday as we build to the granddaddy of them all, WrestleMania 40. Uh, The way it works, though, is at the end of every episode, we kick it to somebody in the wrestling world to give us our next match. So, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, WWE's Kayla Braxton. What WrestleMania match do I think you should go back and watch? How about from WrestleMania 33, Orlando, Florida, my very first WrestleMania, and when I first became a part of the WWE family. This is the match that got me hooked, and that was a match for the Raw Women's Championship between Bayley, Charlotte Flair, Nia Jax, and Sasha Banks. Watch it. 
One man gang gang. You excited about that, Sasha Banks? Let's go, he says. It's boss time. Uh, that means your homework, ladies and gentlemen, is to go watch WrestleMania 33's match. Bailey versus Charlotte versus Nia versus Sasha. And we'll be back here next week to talk about that with the one, the only, Mega Ran. Hey! Yeah, that's right. But before we go, of course, acknowledge Amanda. Thank you so much for your time today, for hanging out with us. Of course, where can people keep up with you? Uh, the better place to keep up with me is uh, on our store account, uh, which is the Secret Castle Toys on uh, TikTok. You can still follow me. It's uh, either Amanda Reacts or Acknowledge Amanda on TikTok. Uh, I'll occasionally post a video. Uh, lately, it's just been uh, random memes that I'm sharing <laughs> on my TikTok channel. Uh, um, I'm also on Twitter, but I don't really tweet. Uh, it's at FPod, I think, with the number one. So either of those two places. Uh, but yeah, so just the store TikTok accounts where you're going to want to find me. We love your TikToks. Please make more of them. I know you got to take care of this kid. Trust me, I'm aware. But come I, on. Uh, just talk to my spouse about it, and then maybe we can get that going. Okay, that's all right. He, he congratulated me on, on getting this, and he goes, hopefully it doesn't mean that you start making your videos again. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, like, I was like, oof, I'm going to say that live. <laughs> Everybody follow Amanda. And remember, that's another episode of Kind of Funny Screencast special WWE WrestleMania ranked. Remember, each and every week leading up to WrestleMania 40, we're reviewing and ranking a match handpicked by our wrestling friends if you love what we do please support us with the kind of funny membership on patreon or youtube to get all of our shows ad free watch us record them live and get a daily exclusive show you can get the kind of funny screencast free with ads and without the exclusive content on youtube and podcast services around the globe until next time bang bang <laughs>